Hello and welcome to the Glory Glory My Night podcast. I'm your host as always, Kyle Quinn, and I'm joined again today by Nigel. Welcome to the show, Nigel. Good morning, Kyle. Nice to be here. Okay, we'll talk about the Glazer protest a bit later on in the show, but United have made it to the Europa League final, beating Roma 8-5 on aggregate. Let's face it, the, the tie was won in the second half of the first leg with those five goals. I think a bit of complacency crept in last night, which is why we lost on the night, a bit both with the players and with... Um, all these substitutions. But overall, we're very pleased. It was very entertaining, two legs, and we're through to the final. So what was your thoughts on it, Nigel? Well, we, we got through a fixture we knew we just had to uh, consolidate from what we've done so well in the first leg. So we've got a big date now to look forward to on the 26th of May. But the attitude has to be right, Kyle. Some of the attitude of some of the players, particularly in the first half, uh, I don't know what, what way the manager set them up, but they were far too complacent and it was very, very sloppy. But let's be positive and look forward to what lies ahead. Yeah, I think if it wasn't for De Gea, we could have been facing extra time last night. That's how bad a defending was. He brought on Tellez and Williams at half time, and they were given the runaround by Roma. They were, they were, Tellez in particular was very poor. I think he was at fault for all three goals. Without a doubt, he, he just doesn't seem to have it at the back. He, he likes to push forward and cross the ball and take free kicks. But he's paid to be a defender, Kyle. He doesn't seem to have the basics there at all. It's it's very disappointing. But he's been found out last night. He, he can't come anywhere near being a, a, a first-team regular in our team. We've got the left-back we need with Shaw. Yeah, we, we see him often play Fred McTominay together. On last night, you, you can see why, because they, they, were, they were badly exposed to back four. Yeah, on numerous occasions. I think De Gea had to make nine saves. We're not saying Fred McTominay is a long-term answer. Well, what, like we've talked about before, we really need a, a specialist, top-class defensive midfielder in there to play behind Pogba and Fernandes. Well, but, that's true, definitely, yeah. But on the positive side, Cavani again, just showing his brilliance. Another top-class performance, another two goals, taking him up to 14 for the season. He's finishing the season very strongly now. He's seven goals in six games and uh, we just it looks as if he's going to stay now for another season which is really really pleasing yes let's let's get that confirmed as quickly as possible because the influence that he's having on the on the rest of the front three uh, it's really been miraculous I mean the manager in his post press conference last night talked about a genuine center forward who scored four goals over the two legs I mean that's that's what he did he changes games. And it's not only that, he fires up the people around him with his intricacies, his one-twos, his deft touches, and his finishes are clinical. All right, he misses the odd run. What striker doesn't? Yeah, that's true. Uh, there was one where he, he tried to lob the keeper and it, it went onto the top of the net. But uh, I, I just love the, the, the attempt at trying to score a goal like that. Um, yeah, he, he's just been an absolute revelation. And it shows you what a difference a proper number nine makes, doesn't it? Oh, without a doubt. But it does worry me that the manager has suggested that Martial could play again this season. Of the games left, we want people who've been playing regularly. And the big game, he shouldn't be anywhere near consideration for that game. No, um, there's no way Martial can be in this Dortmund 11 for the final. Uh, That's just absurd because he's had a really, really poor season. And the other attacking players are in good form. So there's no justification for that whatsoever. Um, 
yeah, come, we talked about the gay earlier. Um, it was a real. He really winded back the clock last night. Uh, made nine saves, and uh, it brings me to ask you: Do you think he deserves his place in the final? Then, well, that that's a big decision for the manager. Uh, you would have thought that you 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 said at the start that we could have gone into extra time. He was absolutely magical for a period there of about twenty five minutes, where he saved everything. But, uh, uh, well, he, he's justified his position in, in, in the Cups. He's accepting now that he won't be the regular goalkeeper in the Premier League. So on the basis of the form last night, I would certainly play him in the final, yes. But it's the manager's call. I'll watch with interest. Yeah, there's been a lot of ch- a chat about Sam Johnstone or Tom Heaton coming back to the club and being a number two for next season. And that does tend to indicate that the gay go away on the way out the door. But... I would say if he does play in the final and we win, it would be a perfect way for him to sign off. It would be great. And he has been a, a legend at the club. There's no doubt about that. He's just unlucky. He's played for the club during a period post-Ferguson when there was a lot of very poor standards in, in the defenders around him and he was left to save everything himself. So he was a one-man show, effectively, for what, up to four years there for a while. So, yeah, I hope he, hope he plays in the final, plays well, and that's his... His last hurrah, we remember him with great fondness. Yeah, I think he won the Samad Buzzy Player of the Year award four times in five seasons or something ridiculous like that. There's there's many a forward who wouldn't have done that at the club, never mind a goalkeeper. So just shows how phenomenal he's been and he'll definitely go down as a club legend. Without a doubt. But he must ask questions himself as to how badly he was exposed. I mean, the talisman there, the club captain, was still in that defence last night and he was nowhere where, as you say, the fullbacks in the second half were absolutely gone. So it, it was it was really shambolic defending there for a while. So the goalkeeper, to his credit, pulled us out of the, out of the, the hole. Yeah, he definitely did. Um, uh, yes, uh, like I said earlier, it was a real throwback to a few seasons ago, uh, the Tottenham game at, at Wembley when we won 1-0. I think the game made something like 11 saves in that game. And he's done that countless times. Uh, obviously, we've seen a decline in his form in the last two seasons, but uh, he was certainly back to his best last night. Uh, okay, um, we'll come on to the player ratings now. Uh, what would you give De Gea out of 10? For me, he's probably in his man of the match. Yeah, he was my man of the match, absolutely. Um, 9.5 is near to 10 as you're going to get with that performance. Absolutely it, splendid Ref, reflex with with his feet in particular, two or three occasions, and a very strong left hand for a, for a ball that was going in at the near post. Yeah, he was very very good. Signed. Okay, I remember Saka when he played the first half last night. He got booked, and that's probably why he was substituted at halftime. Yeah, five for me, no more than that. We 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 know his strengths and his weaknesses now, and it's up to the coaching staff to work very hard on that fella. He's great potential, but. Really, is is the balls that are crossed from the wings that go over his head and, and people score behind him? That has to be eradicated. That somebody needs to look at that fairly quickly. Okay, what about Harry Maguire last night? Uh, he flicked the ball up onto his own arm at one point, and I thought uh, under the current rules of the game that was going to be given as a penalty, but uh, thankfully it wasn't. Absolutely. I, I'd give him a five and no more than that. Uh, he, he's uh, not in a good vein of form and he doesn't lead by example and he doesn't communicate well. I mean, he, 
he's he's fallen out with Rashford recently and he's had a go at Fred. I mean, that's not good leadership to me. If you want to talk to him, talk to him off the pitch. He's not he's not uh, playing to the standards we we expected from him, Kyle. No, absolutely not. Uh, what about Eric Bailly last night? He, he came in for his first performance or, or first appearance in two months. Yeah, well, I, I've seen some of the comments on, on social media about how badly he played. I thought he came from the back beautifully carrying the ball a few times, one forty yard run where he got so tired he gave it away. All right. Uh, they, he gets his he, more ability coming forward than anybody else, I, I, I think, that plays at central defence for us. But I would give him a six. Yeah, I really enjoyed that run forward. Uh, just a pity uh, he, he gave it away at the end because it would have been, if that had led to a goal, it would have been a superb assist. But uh, he clearly showed his, his lack of uh, uh, attacking ability there when he, he just got so tired, he just gave it away. <laughs> he did, he did, yeah. Um, okay, Luke Shaw, like like Wambasaka, only played 45 minutes. Um I think he did, he was just brought off to protect him really because there was no need for him to play in that second half. Yeah, wasn't his best forty five minutes in the United shirt. Now he seemed to be lethargic last night and uh, not he's been our player of the season in my view. But uh, I'd give him a five. Yeah, even in that forty five minutes, I still think he, he he played some wonderful football going forward. There's there's a, a flick at one point that led to uh, one of our chances. It's uh, just he's. He just absolutely uses confidence at the moment, and that's the difference between him and the show that played on the Mourinho, isn't it? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, that flick was was lovely. It was a, a beautifully created move after that uh, into the box, and I think the shot was blocked or saved or something. But he is creative. There's no doubt about it. He, he's a, he's an asset to the club, and let's let's see the best of him in the years ahead. Okay, I come on to Fred now. Um, the, the second room of goal, I think Fred gave it away twice. And Tellez gave it away once, and it was just smashed into the back of the net. Then uh, it just it just sums up Fred really. Um, I think one of the journalists mentioned that it reminded him of the Fred against Leicester. For me, uh, it reminded me of Fred full stop. Yeah, Fred, another another poor game. The reason that De Gea didn't get a 10 for me was because of the, the silly ball once again, out to Fred of all people outside the area, which he lost. I mean, Fred, you just can't rely on the guy. Uh, we've talked about his endeavour. Endeavour's not good enough for a club like United now. He, we have to fill that position on a permanent basis. So he, he gets a, a four and he's lucky to get a four. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so moving on to Bruno Fernandes now, I think he was superb last night, a uh, wonderful assist for Cavani's second goal, and he was also involved in the build-up for the first goal and other chances that we created. Uh, I think he was at his best last night. Yeah, he was very, very good, especially with the balls over the top, and he seems to see Cavani. They seem to have a, a very good relationship now. Right or left, Bruno sees, sees his movement early. He has a class, and he, and he was... Uh, very, very good last night. I'd give him an eight. Okay. What about uh, Paul Pogba? I think he had a relatively quiet game last night. Well, I think uh, he wasn't in the frame of mind. I think he thought the game was over before he went on the pitch. I mean, he could have he could have uh, paid, played Maddox there last night and got a better return from sheer effort in, in midfield or McTominay because I wasn't surprised when he was substituted because his... His heart wasn't in it, so I'd give him a five just just because we got through the tie. 
to be fair to him, he was absolutely scintillating in, in the first leg and he uh, played a key role in us winning that 6 2. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, without a doubt, he was he was top class in the first game now. When he when he's when he's interested, he's very, very good, but just make sure that he's on his game from the first minute. Okay, what about Van der Beek? Uh, it's very hard for him because he doesn't get many minutes. He's always coming in out of the cold. And uh, he played okay again, I think. Uh, he had a, a couple of nice passes, a couple of nice touches, but not spectacular again. But you can't blame the fella. No, no, he hasn't had many, many, many chances. Uh, he has some nice touches. He can link well with people. I don't think he really knows what his role is in the team. It, it was fairly obvious last night. He was running from the right side to the left side. I think he was trying hard enough, but uh, I'd, I'd give him a five. Okay, we'll come on to the forwards now. Um, Mason Greenwood, what would you give him out of 10? I'd give him a six. He wasn't particularly good last night. He had a couple of chances, which he and on other days he would have buried. Um, he just didn't get in the game. The ball didn't go out his side an awful lot in the game, just the way Roma were trying very hard from the start and they uh, were fairly effective coming forward because our midfield wasn't functioning properly with, with Fred and Pogba. So I'd, I'd give him a six. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, I think this next one is going to be a lot higher than a six now. Addison Cavani? Oh, just just behind the hay, I would give him a, a nine. Uh, absolutely marvellous, a joy to watch. Uh, on the ground, in the air. What a what the the second header, lovely goal headed 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 it down hard into the corner. No keeper was saving that. And the wee cameo role where he rushed in to defend his his friend Greenwood in the front line. Wasn't that lovely? All United supporters would love that. Yeah, I seen that being shared online and uh, I think the fans really enjoyed that. Um he's 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 a leader, just like Fernandez. And uh, there's been lots of chat about how Arsenal lack leaders, but that's the difference between uh, us and them at the moment is we've got leaders in the team like uh, Bruno and uh, Cavani. Yeah, he's he's a top-class player and his record shows, his goal-scoring record is is uh, without competition really at the highest level for big, big clubs in Europe. So as you've said before, he hasn't just come here for the money. He's playing with us, getting used to playing. He's been since October and he gets better with every game. And the more 90 minutes he plays, I don't think he has a fitness problem at all. I think he can play successive games and can be withdrawn, say if we're 2-0 two, two up or whatever in the game to give him a rest. But I think he should start every game as centre-forward. Well, it sounds as if he's been seduced by the prospect of playing and scoring goals in front of a full Stratford end, and we cannot wait for that next season. No, how thrilling that is. The, 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 he would be running to the corners and the fans would be going crazy. Can't wait for the crowds to return it Old Trafford. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, well, come on to Alex Tellez now. Um, what, what would you give him out of 10 for that symbolic performance? I'd give him a three and he's lucky to get three. He really was, uh, he doesn't, the shape wasn't right at the back and he, he wasn't where he was supposed to be and they had all sorts of freedom. And the goal that was the OG of him, I mean, he just uh, was nowhere, turned round and the fella at the shot was in the net. You're supposed to mark your defender closely and know where you're, the guy you're marking is at the back post. He, he just seemed lost altogether, out of his depth. Three, three is, uh, <laughs> is the only mark where I would give him in that context. Yeah, I think he was in a, a, a centre-back position for the first goal. 
Um, the second goal, uh, he, he gave it away, uh, and we're afraid to give it away twice, all in the same instance, but it's ended up in the ball in the back of the net. Um, and the, the third goal, it was more or less an OG, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, definitely, definitely was. I think the young fellow who came on for Roma would have liked to have claimed it, but the, they've, already, they've already given it as a, a tell-his-own goal, all right. Okay, what about Brandon Williams? Um, again, a bit like the Van der Beek situation, I suppose he can't really, when he comes in into the cold like that, and you can't really blame him for not being up to speed of the game, you know? No, he hasn't had enough minutes this season. Uh, it looks as if he's going to go out and loan to get some more games. Uh, I'd give him a four. Kylie was better than uh, Tellers, and he, he's not afraid to tackle. He does tackle. You'll always get a booking from him. He's never, never afraid to compete. And we want players to compete, not to stand off uh, wingers. Uh, so I do, I do hope that he gets a chance again to prove that he can slot in there. But certainly, Wambasaka needs competition at right back. Yeah, I think the best one, best thing for him now would be go out on loan to the likes of Southampton and play 38 Premier League games. And but for us, in the meantime, we probably need to sign a uh, cover for Wambasaka because he's been played into the ground and. There has been talk with someone like Kieran Trippier coming in from Atletico Madrid, so we'll wait and see how that pans out. Um, the other substitutes weren't really on long enough to give them a rating. Uh, what about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? What would you give him? Overall, for uh, the two legs combined, what would you give him out of 10? Oh, I'd give him eight over, overall. I mean, to come away from a European semi-final with an 8-5 aggregate win, you can't argue with that. Sometimes you're baffled by some of the selection decisions in the context of the tie, for example. Um, I didn't think Maguire needed to start last night, but uh, Pogba certainly didn't need to, to start with other players with a big squad. He had 24 travel to Italy, but uh, certainly you can't... This is, He's got over his bogey of four semi-final losses. Now he's in a final, and uh, this is a game he has to win for his career, I think. Yes, absolutely. Um, I understand he's the first person at Man United to reach a European final as both as a player and as a manager. Um, which is would be so would be a great achievement to see him, you know, lift a European trophy as both a player and a manager as well. Um, I don't think there's been too many ex United players who become the permanent manager of the club, so I'm not surprised that he's the first person to achieve that. And what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, well, it's a it's a great achievement, and it's something he can tell his grandchildren about. I mean, it's uh, uh, it hasn't been without its problems, and he has had to bring a squad through the the pandemic and all that that entails with training and and no fans for the home games, and and uh, he he's kept at it. He's taken his uh, uh, criticism in the media and and dealt with it and moved on. So he he really will know that he he's achieved his ambition of getting the club into next year's Champions League. But all managers want to have a trophy in the cabinet and let's hope that the Europa League final will be the first of many. Yeah, I think it could be a tricky enough game. Um, Una, Una Emery uh, has won this competition, uh, I think, on four or five occasions. Um, Villarreal can set up defensively when they want to. And given they know that United have struggled against that type of system this season, they might employ that in the final and try and make it as difficult as possible for us. So it's they're sixth in the Liga. They're they're decent. They're a decent side. We've been linked with one of their centre backs, Pau Torres. So 
Uh, I can definitely see this you know, being a tight enough game, and uh, but we'll take any victory, 1-0 or 2-0. Absolutely. But we, we have got Pogba and Bruno, who on their game and on their day can split any defence. And now with a genuine centre-forward, if somebody has a shot from distance or whatever, you have a centre-forward there who, who, who bury the rebound. So if we can score early and start playing a wee bit... Uh, I expect a good final competitive, but we have the people who can change games and score goals. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, we've got five Premier League games and there's going to be three of them in, in the space of like four days, something crazy like that due to the cancellation of the, the postponement of the Liverpool game. Um, it's definitely going to be a lot of rotation. Uh, we've seen Van der Beek get a game tonight. Uh, do you expect to see Ahmad start one of these three games in four days? Well, you would think he would have to, surely, uh, unless he takes a retrograde step and brings Martial back in. But certainly Ahmad has waited patiently there. He scored a goal early on when he got a chance. And uh, everybody who is a United supporter wants to see him play for longer and see what ability he has. He seems to have a nice left foot. I've watched him in the uh, under-23 games and he can lay the ball off left and right and has vision and can score goals. So he's a United type of player that played a lot of money for him. So let him have his opportunity, yeah. Yeah, I would like to see him you know, get more first-team experience uh, with these remaining five Premier League games because it, we're basically assured of a place in the Champions League and second place is looking very good as well. I think we just need a couple of wins really to consolidate that. Um, but I have to say I'm very disappointed, you know, given that we were so in control of that Champions League group, um, we, we, and then we could totally capitulated. And we've seen how weak the Champions League is this year. We the table doesn't lie. We were a better side than Chelsea, and they've made the Champions League final. So it really feels like an opportunity lost that we really could have been in the big final had we had not screwed up that group. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I I have great regrets about going out of the Champions League as early as we did because the the form has got better. Cavani has played more and the link play. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. We're in the final of the B European competition. The A game will be three days later. And really, we should be a better team than Chelsea and should be there competing with Manchester City. What a game that would have been. But we'll have to move on and, and, and recognise the progress that we're making. And hopefully, as you have said before, we get some major signings to help boost our chances of a real go at the Premier League and the Champions League next season. Yeah, well, we hope. But um, I, have, I have no faith that that's what we'll see this summer. Um, given who is in charge of the club and, and that brings me on to the, the fan protest last weekend that's led to the the postponement of the Liverpool game so the fans have shown that they have the ability to prevent the Glazers product from being distributed around the world I seen a banner last Sunday that said we decide when you play so you may not have seen the last of this so I say more power to them um, but if this if they continue to stop games, then the club would probably be uh, dark points at some point. Um, will that be a wake-up call to the Glazers? Well, we don't we don't know. They're so distant now. You saw the arrogance of the the interview on Sky or non-interview on Sky with Joel Glazer the other day. This has been riling people since two thousand and five. Sixteen years later, with the uh, arrival of the Super League, that isn't 
uh, it, it's got the fans fired up. I think the f- fact that they're not attending games regularly, Kyle, has a lot to do with it, the frustration of non-involvement and seeing their team from week to week. But somebody somewhere has to realise that the Premier League and the European uh, associations won't, won't tolerate much has been told off, called off in very busy uh, fixtures. They're, they're, they're going to have to have some sort of discipline. You mean you, you can't have those numbers and not expect somebody who's had a little too much drink. Uh, I mean, the, the, the guy who threw the sky camera work over, over the railings and the other people who attacked the police, there'll, there'll be fines and, as you say, uh, points deductions for this. It's very, very serious. So who's going to... Uh, get that degree of calm there. We understand and identify, and I fully support the sentiment behind what the supporters are are, are doing. But there has to be a limit. It has to be done within uh, the, the rules and the laws as as they stand. Yeah, a hundred percent support the sentiment. But of course, as with any protest, there there tends to be a few idiots who make everybody look like hooligans, and that, that was unfortunate. But I watched a lot of the the punditry. You know a. When the game they were talking about this and uh, why the game was supposed to be taking place, uh, Sky were, were were talking about the ongoing protest. Uh, Graham Souness again demonstrated how out of touch he is. He claimed the protests were fueled simply by a lack of success on the field. I mean that's just absolute tripe. Sure, the green and gold uh, campaign happened in 2010 during a successful period for the club. Um, Souness is a moron for me. You can't put aside his club loyalties. Carragher uh, understood us more. Uh, he has been the opposite. He understands the ordinary United fan and no unfair play to him. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, soon as soon as is living in the the dark ages as far as football is concerned, he he his underlying Liverpool sentiment came through and all that he said in relation to that. Um, one point about that, Kyle, as the manager, he's employed by Woodward through the Glazers. So he's put in a, an invidious position there where he's kept being asked by the, the pundits for comments about it. And I do appreciate from his perspective that it's very difficult for him to say a lot when he's under contract at the moment. He probably is an ex-player and as a legend, as a footballer, uh, would identify fully with, with the, the fans. But obviously it, there has to be some discipline within the club or it'll, it'll go down this morning with 10 points deducted and, and uh, having to pay a European tie away from home. So we need to be very careful with that aspect of the protest. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, it's just difficult to know where this is going to lead. Um, I can't see the Glazers leave nine times soon because, first of all, there needs to be somebody who, who, who's got four billion to spare and I don't see anybody uh, on the horizon who's going to be willing to pay that amount of money. Uh, Arsenal are, are fortunate that the, the CEO and owner of Spotify has got together a consortium of Arsenal players to make a bid for the club. Uh, we don't know if Cronky will sell or not, but there's no shit's offer coming for United at the moment. And it's difficult to see where it's going to come from, apart from Saudi Arabia. And we don't, morally, we don't really want uh, that regime taking over our club either. So uh, it's difficult. Uh, we have seen a lot of pressure being put on the Glaciers. You know, this is this 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 protest is different level to what 2010 was. We, we we've seen the first ever Premier League game being stopped by supporters. But for the Glazers to go, somebody has to buy the club. 
Oh, that's true. I mean, they're, they're money people and uh, their lives revolve about around money and how many millions they have in the bank. And if they're interested in sport in America, it's uh, United is just a play thing. That's the great sadness of it. When, when the club went down that road in 2005, we all knew what, a, what it would lead to, but it's certainly with the current debt being what debt being 466 million, it's, it's just going nowhere fast. So the, the, the people who would come in have to take on that debt as well as pay the money to buy what the club is, is worth according to the Glazers. So it's unlikely in the immediate future Kyle will see any, any takeover at Old Trafford. Yeah, but I'm sure that they've been rattled by this and their their PR is going to have to be much better. They're going to have to start communicating with the fans. They're going to have to start letting fans onto the board um, and have fans involved in decision-making because you, you've seen with the scenes that we witnessed last Sunday that the fans mean, mean business and they want change. Well, they definitely do. I think, I think the first step uh, for the Glazers to take would be to replace Woodward with a football man as, as opposed to an accountant or a businessman as, as chairman or chief executive. Uh, uh, Edwin van der Sar has been mentioned and I, I, I have the impression that he would take the post if they approached him. But that certainly would be the first step to get in some degree. And then the supporters club could liaise with, with Edwin van der Sar and at least there'd be some uh, communication through him to the owners so that they firmly get the message that things have to change and that the, the football and the football supporter have to come first. Yeah, 100% agree with you. If, if they give the, 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 the vice chairman job to someone like Richard Arnold, they've, they've learned nothing. They've learned absolutely nothing. They do need to get a football man in there like Van der Sar. And uh, it certainly will uh, improve how the club is run from a football perspective and improve the relationship with the supporters. So on that note, we'll leave it there. Um, thank you for coming on again, Nigel, and, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do another podcast soon. No problem, Kyle. Thank you. Talk soon.